everybody, grab your Bible, pencil, a journal, and maybe even a cup of coffee and join in our conversation. But first, I would like for you to write this down. Luke 2, verses 8 through 14. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy. There will be for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to men on whom His favor rests. Hey everyone, Merry Christmas and welcome to Write This Down with Dot Bowen. My name is Kara and I am Dot's daughter and as you know, we sit down together every week and we have a conversation just talking through scripture or truths and in this episode, we go deeper into the Christmas story. We talk about the shepherds and Mary pondering these things in her heart and the intimacy of God and Emmanuel and God with us. We really cover a lot in this episode, so we are so glad that you're here and we would love for you to pull up a chair and join in in our conversation. Kara, it's almost Christmas. It's getting close. I know. I can't believe it. I know. And today I read your favorite part of the Luke story of uh, Luke 2. Aren't you glad that you are now out of Luke in your daily reading? Yes. Good gracious. I was in Luke, I think, for a month. (laughs) Luke and I became best friends. I could not get yes, out of that book. I know. And that's why it made me laugh when I started reading Luke 2, because I thought, this is where Kara has been for a very long time. I know. I wasn't Luke 2, but yes. I was in Luke. But I'm caught up now. I'm actually ahead in my reading, in our Bible reading. That's great. Well, I love the story of how that uh, God made this announcement, this huge announcement to the world that Jesus— is now on earth. And he came, and the first people that saw him were shepherds. And today, as I was thinking about that, and, and you know, we read that story, it's so, you know, it's just very popular. It's one of the probably most read Christmas stories, you know, in the New Testament. But I wanted to talk about today how that it was to the shepherds. Mm-hmm. You know, if we had a committee and said, okay, now, God is going to send His Son, mm-hmm. and He is holy. He is the one and true only God, and He is going to be announced. Who should we announce this to? And I believe this committee would have said, well, obviously, to the church or to the temple or to the Jewish people. But God just doesn't do things like we think. Mm-hmm. You know, in John 10, when he stood up and said, I am the good shepherd, he was actually fulfilling Ezekiel 34, where it said, uh, you have not taken care of my people. You have not been good shepherds. And so basically, it was really a slap into the Pharisee's face 
because they had uh, put so much heavy weight of legalism and religious burdens and rules and laws that these people couldn't even bear. And so Jesus pretty much stood up and said, you're no longer, or I'm no longer going to allow you to be considered the shepherd of my people. And so he said, I am the good shepherd. And I just think, you know, Carol, today specifically, we've had a lot of things happen. There are a lot of things going on. There are a lot of really difficult, hard circumstances. Some uh, people that we have loved been taken to the hospital. And, you know, as I think about so much that's going on in this world, I thought we do need a Savior, but we do need a shepherd. We do need to have someone we know that is guiding us, protecting us, and leading us, and watching over us. And so today, as I was just thinking about um, the the wonderful Christmas announcement that God told the shepherds. So why do you why do you think that he announced the shepherds first? Do you have any thoughts or theories on that? Basically, I really think that God doesn't do things like man would do. And I think because Jesus literally would be the shepherd of uh, God's people, that it was a symbolic, it was a prophecy. Also, shepherds were not very well respected. Matter of fact, um, the what Egyptians. Well, the Egyptians like just hated low class. Yes, the Egyptians hated uh, the shepherds. They just thought they were stupid. You get in the Old Testament. And uh, when Joseph had to go and ask the Pharaoh, you know, about Jacob and them coming to Egypt, he had to tell them that they were shepherds. And they really, you know, it was really like a big deal because shepherds really were not very respected. And so I, I just think that's the way God does. I think God does things that man normally wouldn't do. I don't think God is, you know— real impressed with man, you know, like in their ability to power or control. You know, Jesus, you know, talked about that the physicians would come to the sick, you know, because the Pharisees were saying, don't you know you're sitting with sinners? Don't you know that you're um, sitting and talking to this woman who had was a adulteress? You know, Jesus just reached out to the people that most people— wouldn't have anything to do with. Mm -hmm. So here is the very beginning of Jesus coming to earth, and God tells the shepherds. That's why I think he did. Yeah, that makes sense. I never really thought about the why. I mean, I have thought about the fact that he did make the announcement to the shepherds, but I've never thought about the why. I've never connected it to, you know, Ezekiel and the Psalms and— um but yeah, I just never like I never thought about, it, never made that connection of him making that announcement to the shepherds um, first, and why he did that, and looking at at the Old Testament of those prophecies in Ezekiel and even the Psalms. Like we did that devotional, safe in his arms, going through uh, Psalm twenty three, and you and I both, I think, learned a lot about shepherds. And I mean, I know you had already known a lot about shepherds back in that day, but there's so many just parallels and truths that we see in how a shepherd tends to their sheep that I think because that's not our culture anymore, or 
our culture at all. I think sometimes the importance and the significance of how a shepherd tends to his sheep, a good shepherd at least, mm-hmm. um, how that really does parallel to how Jesus tends to us. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, Psalms 23, when we were you know, writing uh, that curriculum, that devotional, um, you know, I, I think I mentioned that Psalms 23 is probably read in uh, most funerals. Mm. They actually read that in my dad's funeral, and it's a comfort. And I mm-hmm. think that we, you know, don't really understand or know. I, I can't really speak for God of why he made the announcement to the shepherds, but it does connect. It does connect to the heart of God. It does connect to the way that God does things, that He doesn't do things the way uh, we think might should be done or the way the world would do it. And He goes about pretty much opposite of whatever the world does. Yeah, we were talking because when I was finally finishing Luke. <laughs> yes. And just the death of Jesus on the cross, and He speaks to, or maybe actually it was John, I don't know. Anyway, but He speaks to Mary being there at the cross, and it did get me thinking— there were some of the disciples that were there and Mary being there. And I just got to thinking it was so heartbreaking for all of them because of their love for Jesus and knowing who he who he is. And I just thought Mary not only was seeing her Savior on the cross, she was seeing her son. And even though it was different than, you know, our, me being your daughter, she's still for him, you know, mm-hmm. like she still had to have Carried some mm-hmm. a different kind of love, like a mother's love toward him that no one else had. Just like no one else can love me like you love me because you're my mom. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I just like got to thinking, I wonder if the, the cross had to have affected her on a whole different level mm-hmm. than anyone else. You know, like her heart had to have been breaking yeah. deeper. And, you know, it wasn't John. Uh, and Jesus looked at John his mm-hmm. beloved John, disciple. And he said, take care of Mary. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it makes me think, now again, I don't read into Scripture, but knowing that Mary w- was there, knowing that Jesus was you know, dying, that when Jesus you know, said to John, you know, take care of Mary, she was really mourning the death mm-hmm. of someone that was very you know, dear to her, obviously. You know, there was that wonderful song, Mary, Did You Know? And mm-hmm. I love that song. I do too. And and it's just one of those things of it's very complex. But here she knew better than anyone that Jesus was God. And mm-hmm. like she was more aware than anyone that like the baby inside of her was God. Mm-hmm. literally came from God. I mean, he, they, she, other people, I mean, I think we can see that, but it's, yeah, like she just knew it on such a different level. And I mean, like you had mentioned when we were talking about on the beach, just when she would parent him, I'm sure how he responded or reacted was different mm-hmm. than his siblings or, you know, just watching him grow up. She had to have seen, I mean, she was literally mm-hmm. seeing the face of God every single day of his life. And knowing that she would play such a important role in the kingdom. Yeah, like I just can't I mean I don't even know how you like 
Mm-mm. I don't even know how you pro- process either. that I don't know. as a human. <laughs> you know, like I don't even, and not to glorify Mary, but it's just to try to wrap our mind around of like what really happened in the these people's lives. You know, these aren't just stories. These are, mm-hmm. these are people's lives. And Luke lives. talks about that. She, he talks about how Mary treasured those things in her heart. Like, like it, she couldn't even talk about it. Like in my mind, it's like those moments when God's done something. And he's either done a miracle or you felt his presence in such a way, or you're sitting there and you're looking at a sunset and you're speechless. Or as often um, I look at the ocean and watch the water just go so far. Mm-hmm. Well, and I'm sure that there is a level of this. Well, I, I'm assuming Mary's heart was, had a very humble posture mm-hmm. or God wouldn't have chosen her. But just this humility of, she was Jewish, so she knew the prophecies. She knew the scriptures, and she knew the significance. I mean, they had waited 2,000 years for this prophecy, and to not be able to to grasp, mm-hmm. like, this is happening. Like, the Son of God is coming, and I am the chosen. Mm-hmm. You know, they're, like, she's the chosen instrument. Like, she was, like, wait, like, I... Yeah, I don't even. I can't. It's like hard for me to even talk about yeah. that. It wasn't even me, <laughs> but it, you know, like this, like how, I just don't even know how you. Yeah, it's like mm-hmm. you can't process it. You can't fully. And you know, I think Kara, for me, if I wanted to relate this to, uh, I mean, obviously, I can't even relate. I'm like you. I can't relate to Mary, but I, I, I have had times in my life where God's done something. And I knew it was God. Or God spoke to my heart, and I knew it was God. Or I saw things happen that I knew God did that. I I remember one of our podcasts that you cried through when I was talking about my mother. And I remember, yeah. Mm -hmm. It was two weeks ago, yeah. And I remember just through her process of dying, what God did over and over and over again. And I remember one night— we were, my sister and I were, you know, staying there. We slept there. We, you know, there was one uh, whole entire 30 days. We never left my mother's house. We never even went to the store. Mm-hmm. People would bring food. But one night we were sleeping, and we both woke up. We were sleeping in a room right next to hers. And we both woke up really, like, all of a sudden, and there was this huge, bright light in my mother's house in my mother's room, and it was in the middle of the night, and we both saw it, and we sat up, and we were so scared, and you know, we told this story, and we were, I would tell people about, I knew that God had visited my mother, and I was praying that it wasn't the death angel, because I didn't want her to die, but, and it was, and she didn't die that night, but I knew that God had met my mother. I knew he had come and ministered to her in some way. And when I tell this story, I know that you and and just, you know, looking at you and knowing that you're trying to figure it out. But it was so special to me. Now, I did have my sister there, and she does, you know, know and she can relate. But there's times in our lives when God does something, and you try to tell it, you try to share what God has done, but you kind of know when you're talking to someone, like, they don't get it. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I feel like there's times like that, Kara, that it just may be that's just between you and God. It just may be 
-hmm. those moments, those aha moments, the moments that you find yourself speechless, those moments when you really don't have the words. You just know that God's done something. And since God is so loving and he, He loves to have such an intimate and personal relationship with us, I wonder sometimes if it's not those moments that God is like, just don't tell anybody. This is just between us. Mm-hmm. And I think about those moments that have happened in my life. And when I read, and Mary treasured all these things in her heart, is that something similar? Like, she just couldn't tell it. It was just too overwhelming. And even though the shepherds came and they bowed down before Jesus, and Mary knew that she was holding the Messiah, that is a little overwhelming. But as I as I think about that, I think that as we look at those events and the things that happen, that for us, that we need to be reminded that there's times when God wants to work in our lives, and there's times when God wants to show us how great He is and how loving He is and how He is the Good Shepherd. And we try to tell someone about it, because we want to bring glory to God. We want to tell everybody, like, you're not going to believe what God did. But I do believe that there are sometimes those moments when it's just between you and God. And mm-hmm. I, I think as shepherds and how they love their sheep and how they protect them, how, uh, like John said and recorded that Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice, they know me, they don't follow anyone else. It's just that intimate relationship. And I think as we enter into this Christmas season, it's so easy to get so carried away with a lot of stuff that's going on. There's a lot of of stuff that's going on. And I think that it's just God saying to us, look, it may look bad. It may be uh, some things happening in your life that you don't understand. But I want you to look up. And I want you to know that God is here. God is with us. Jesus is with us. He is the Good Shepherd. He does want to lead us. He does want to protect us. He does want to show us how much we're valued by Him. We just don't want to miss that this Christmas. Mm -hmm. When I think, too, I think of it as, on top of what you were saying, of just the intimacy of it all, like... The announcement mm-hmm. was intimate. And I think that's how God, I think that's his heart. I think it, it's this, just the whole scene of the manger and um, and not being this big display and having, you know, the shepherds in the field and just how he did it all. Like the fact that that made news, it really is a miracle because he didn't, it wasn't this huge announcement in terms of telling hundreds or thousands of people in that in that moment. And I think that's just how the Lord does things. It's these intimate moments. He went to Mary, he went to Joseph mm-hmm. to tell them, you know, that they were gonna have Jesus. And he told them individually. And and I just I think sometimes that can get lost or that can get forgotten if that's how God works. Like he is a personal, intimate God. And we contend as a culture 
to get caught up in, you know, church and community and small mm-hmm. groups and and all those things are good. I mean, I'm definitely mm-hmm. advocate for all the things, but in terms of like God is going to speak to you and of course he can confirm it through people who are closest or whatever, but I think you know, I mean, I that was a a point in my relationship with the Lord, I don't even know how many years ago. It was a long time ago. I was in my probably the early 20s, I guess, I don't know. Because you were such a spiritual like leader and influence in my life, I tend to kind of go through mm-hmm. you to God. You're know, like, well, what mm-hmm. do you think God is doing? Or what do you think God is saying? Or what do you think God wants? And I just remember God saying at one point, like, ask me, <laughs> you yeah. know, like I, I want to tell you. And of course he uses you in my life still, but, but it was God kind of saying, you know, directing my focus and getting that relationship more intimate and personal with him mm-hmm. to go to him and not go to you or someone else mm-hmm. to get to him or, you know, whatever it may be, but, um, or whoever it may be, but yeah, like that. I just think this whole scene and how he, how he chose to came really points so much to just the intimacy of his heart with us. Like he wants to, mm-hmm. you know, cradle us in his arms, just like Mary cradled, you know, Jesus. And I think he's, you know, literally saying, "I love you." I think. Um, mm-hmm. Why would he come if he didn't? Who would leave heaven to come to earth to die? It'd have to be love. I was reading uh, Max Carter the other day, and he said um, the nails didn't keep Jesus on the cross. Love did, and I do. Mm-hmm. And thought. I do feel that sometimes we just lose that a little bit. You know, the other uh, last week we talked about a couple weeks uh, why Jesus came. You know, he came to die, and I, I think we lose sight sometimes of, but he came to die for me. And, you know, often when we get in the busyness and often when things get a little difficult, we think that we've been uh, forsaken, but we haven't. You know, the only person that God ever forsaken was Jesus, so that we would never be forsaken. And so I, I think, you know, as we think about Mary holding Jesus and Him coming on earth and how she treasured all those things in her in her heart, that what really brought life change was that she knew he was the Messiah. And, you know, when Jesus stood up to say to the to the Jewish people, I'm now the good shepherd, he was saying mm-hmm. to them, I'm going to protect you. Mm-hmm. I'm now going to be the one that's going to lead you and guide you and protect you and guard you. And I think sometimes we've kind of gotten away from that. I think we're looking, like you said, from other people to uh, defend us. Uh, We want other people to defend us. We want other people to say nice things about us, uh, want us and desire us. And and of course we do. We're human. But I think we've gotten a little bit too far to that uh, desiring and trying to find the love and acceptance from other people when it's really the one who really truly loves us mm-hmm. and the one that came. Yeah, I love the idea. I just was thinking about this just now, but you know, the fact that the shepherds went mm-hmm. 
like what a act of faith that was because I'm just thinking if I'm looking up at the sky and all of a sudden, I mean, they like, there's a part of me that I'm like, would I have gone, <laughs> you know, like on this trek across however far they mm-hmm. had to go to go find a manger, you know, like mm-hmm. that, that really was an act of faith. And I think that is an element of maybe why, I don't know, but maybe why God did choose to you know, say that to the shepherds because he knew they would go. He knew their heart. And I think, I believe God is such an intentional God that he doesn't speak unless he knows. I mean, I think he always speaks, but I think he is intentional Mm -hmm. when he speaks because he knows when we will listen and when we are ready Mm -hmm. to listen or ready to hear something. And there had to have been an element of their hearts that God trusted Mm -hmm. to a degree, you know, like he knew like those shepherds, not only is the good shepherd now on earth, but those shepherds, they will hear me and they will have faith to go. Right. You know, I think I probably would be sitting there going, did you hear what I, did you hear what I heard? Um, yeah. Like I think that's, that's a like song. weird to be. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> yeah, like, but I, I think I would go, yes. Like, what did they say? Do you remember? And now we're supposed mm-hmm. to go, we're supposed to go where mm-hmm. to see who and a what? Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, and then, and, but you're right. I think, one of the things in in the story of where it says, I bring you good news of great joy in a town of David, a Savior has been born. He is Christ the Lord. I think that when he they said that and the angel said that, and of course, you know, obviously the heavens really were declaring the glory of God and how that glory uh, of God was now on earth. And I, I'm sure that it took of them for you know, a few minutes to really realize what had happened. Yeah, I'm sure it took them aback. But again, I think it's one of those things that we go back to is that God does want to speak to us. Uh, God does want to talk to us. And God does have a great message. And and we don't want to miss the message. And mm-hmm. I think that one of the greatest messages of Christmas if not the only really true message right now is uh, God is with us, Emmanuel. God is with us. And I think that that's one of the things we really need to to think about. That's what I love. I mean, every year, I don't know if we've talked about it on um, your podcast or not, but when we finish mm-hmm. in Revelation every year on December 31st, Revelation 22 is my favorite. Yeah. It's my favorite in the whole Bible because it talks about it's like this, finally, God will dwell mm-hmm. with us. Finally, he will walk with man. And that's the whole mm-hmm. point. The whole point of this whole story, this mm-hmm. whole thing is for God to walk with us. And that's it right. gets me every year because you read in Genesis, you know, one and two, that he walked with Evan Eve in the garden. Like that was his heart. That was the point. And when he couldn't be with, be with us anymore, Jesus mm-hmm. came and died and rose. And then... All the second part of this in the New Testament is so that he can walk with mm-hmm. us again. And it's almost like this excitement that God is like, fine, mm-hmm. like I'm, I'm not like I'm back, like he's been gone, but it's this, I'm mm-hmm. here, I'm back, I'm here to walk with you. And in this version of, or in this part of the story, it's Emmanuel. Jesus through, yeah, through um, a human, which we talked about that last week of why he chose to come as mm-hmm. a man. But yeah, like it's just, it's just those moments that 
And I would just encourage anyone who's listening as I'm telling myself of just slowing down and really letting that sink in. Because I do, I think when we want to hear him, we can't not hear him. Mm -hmm. You know, he wants us to hear him as well. He wants to walk with us, not just be there, but walk like truly hand in hand step. Mm -hmm. Walking with us. Yeah. You know, I I love the fact, um, you know, thinking about Jesus being with us and he said, I never leave you or forsake you. And and right here at Christmas time, they say that there's probably more people that are depressed. Uh, Christmas time, there's uh, a lot of suicides. There are a lot of things that people feel like they have no hope. Uh, you know, we always think of this is time for families to get together and loved ones. And so there's this longing and desire obviously, to, you know, be with someone, to have someone to say, I love you, have someone to want to be with us. And I think that if there's ever a message right now, we need to look up into heaven and remember that Jesus said, I am the good shepherd and I'm here. And he came. He's Emmanuel. He's with us. He's never going to leave us. He's never going to forsake us. And there's never a moment that we ever should feel that we're alone. Now, I know that we do often, but it's not the truth. We're not alone. We have God. And I think that that's something that is a wonderful message and something to apply as we uh, close this podcast, that we need to re- be reminded that we have a God that loves us. We have the Good Shepherd that watches over us and protects us. We have Emmanuel. We have a Savior. We have Jesus who is with us, and He'll never leave us or forsake us. So during this time, this Christmas time, this busyness, this trying to get the families together, maybe they can't get together. Maybe some things have happened that separated the family. That for us, that we can find Hope, knowing that we're never alone, that God is always with us, and God loves us more than we love ourselves, and He loves us more than anyone could ever love us. There's no one that will ever love us and care for us like Jesus, and that's why He came. Thanks for listening. I'm so glad that you could be a part of our conversation. To continue the conversation, you can find Dot on social media at Dot Bowen or visit her website, dotbowen.com. Subscribe, like, and share with your friends, and we will see you next week on Write This Down with Dot Bowen. Bowen.